0: Today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by an early preview, Ray. Our, our, our Football Friday preview has been moved to Wednesday. It's Football Wednesday preview, which doesn't quite have the same ring to it.
1: It doesn't, you know, because the NFL likes to... I like the fact that there's football three days a week, but Thursday's just the shittiest day you could possibly schedule for football
0: yeah like why not just do saturdays but we all know why they're not doing saturdays they're just avoiding college beef
1: yes they don't want to clash with the ncaa but who cares about ncaa i don't know if any of our Goldcast listeners do but we here in the in the booth in the hosting booth do not care about ncaa football
0: we don't care about ncaa football i like watching a professional grown i I watch
1: pro yeah i watch pros pros only not amateurs,
0: not amateurs,
1: not amateurs that want to be paid like pros.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, that's a conversation for another day, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ray, before we get started, why don't you let them know where can they find us?
1: You can like us on Facebook.com/slash/TheGoldcast, and you can also follow us on Twitter at the underscore Goldcast, and you can also subscribe to us. Via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, all under the same moniker of the Goldcast. Like, subscribe, and comment because we like to hear from you, and we're certainly going to look at some of the comments that have been posted as of late.
0: Yeah, and then, Raymond, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Ray Solis and Instagram at Ray Solis.
0: All right, and you can find me on Instagram at RudySolis3 and Twitter at RudySolis3RD. All right, it's Football Wednesday Preview, (laughs) a long story tradition that we have done for many years, only when the game is on Thursday. We've actually never done this before. This is the first time. So here we are, Football Wednesday Preview, 49ers Cardinals Your professor of fanalism is here. The greatest fanalist is in the house. Let's go! San Francisco, are you ready? ready? This is the Gold (laughs) Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the bay. I'm your host, Rudy Suisa III, and with me is my brother, my co host.
1: Raymond Salisa first, baby.
0: Boom. All right, Raymond, here it is. We are going to Arizona to face the Cardinals in what most people are assuming is going to be a bloodbath. But you know me. I don't like streaks, I think they're very hard to keep up. I get very nervous. This has all the makings of a trap game. <laughs> Again. No, I don't this, actually uh, well, I mean it, it it
1: it does in the fact that, you know, both teams, not it's not just the Niners, but Arizona also coming off of a huge Sunday blowout, also has to turn around within a couple of days. The only difference is they don't have to travel, so we have to add a travel day into our schedule, which kind of eats it. We're practicing today or we practiced yesterday. I think they We were at home
0: last week. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I was at the game, remember?
0: No, I was talking about Arizona.
1: Oh, Arizona.
0: Arizona, where
1: was Arizona? Let's let's take let's take a look again. Yes, they were at home. Okay. They, yeah, uh, so well, actually, we traveled. No, they they um, actually, no, I take it back. They traveled to New Orleans. So they had to come back after getting blown out from New Orleans to get back. So never mind. They do have to add a day of travel. So this is equal footing in terms of scheduling. It's not like they're coming off of a Monday night from last week you know or a bye week none of that so both it is equal footing in terms of scheduling they're both coming they both have one day of travel and you know the same limited amount of practice days but i just you know i it does have some trap game implications but i just don't see that happening unless you know Unless there was some other kind of weird element to to add
0: into it, unless you know, if there's rain, then hey, maybe. <laughs> so I will say this, yeah, and rain in Arizona—that's just not a thing. Um, so I mean, let's just let's just throw out the trap game, the classic trap game scenarios, right? Is that you've got a very very uh, a very unsuccessful uh, team in Arizona? That, I mean, they haven't been that bad you know they're 3-4 and 1 they are uh they actually have been played better on the road than they have at home they're 1-2 and 1 at home this is a team that stereotypically when you're facing you know you've got the you got the classic weak weak team in the division is going up against the number 1 seed in the division everyone thinks the number 1 seed should mop them up and they walk into town and lo and behold that that low, low seed, the, the lowest seed in the division turns around and turns this into a game and punches the number one seed in the mouth. We see this all the time, every year. This is why division is always tough, why division is always interesting. and and it's what makes it's, it's part of what makes football fun is is the fact that because these division teams face each other every single year, you know, m- uh, year in and year out, these teams know each other in a way that other teams don't and so this is all the classic makings right you've got a a team here that's obviously we're we're not quite on a historic run but it's a it's pretty close at this point it's very close and now the 49ers after this week we have to go into Seattle and face Seattle we we just got off a big game are coming in to face the lowly Arizona Cardinals and then immediately after are turning around and going and facing the number two seed in the Seattle Seahawks. And sometimes you've seen teams, they get a little ahead of themselves. They start looking a little a little bit ahead towards the future, not fully focused on, on what's right in front of them. I don't think this is that kind of team. The 49ers have displayed a tremendous amount of discipline. In particular, starting at the top with Kyle Shanahan and Robert Sala, so I don't necessarily think the whole like look ahead to Seattle kind of start to think that that's where their focus has got to be. I don't think that that's really something that's that we need to be concerned about. But having said that, this is just the type of game. This is just the type of game that can cause can definitely cause some trouble. San Francisco, they are ten point favorites. Uh, right now right now the uh, let me see the let me a couple of th- a couple of those stats. San Francisco's averaging 29.6 per, points per game. They're only sur- they're surrendering 11 points per game. This is number two in the NFL. The amount of points we're averaging 29.6 is number three in the NFL. Arizona is averaging 21.3 points, so you're looking at they're qu- about double of what we're what we're surrendering and Arizona is surrendering 27.9 points per game, 29th in the in in the league. And that is really the tail of the tape, right? The tail of the tape is not the, not the offense cuz the offense of Arizona is pretty competent. Kyler Murray is exciting, he's fun, he's fun to watch from a, a, a from a, a spectator standpoint. He's fun on on he's fun on fantasy. So that you know this is this is an offense that has actually played pretty competently but similar story to the San Francisco 49ers of the last several years the defense has not been able to protect leads and the defense is really where the issue is you're if you're averaging 21.3 points per game there's 19th in the in the NFL but surrendering 27.9. You're not going to win many games. So they are basically surrendering what San Francisco is averaging, which is very bad for them. And the 49ers are only surrendering about half of what Arizona is averaging. This has all the makings on paper of a 49ers, another dominating week by the 49ers. But of course... You have the narratives I talked about in the beginning about the classic trap game, number one seed playing the number four seed. We see this every year; it happens every year, all the time in the NFL since the beginning of time. And this has that potential. But Raymond, I want to hear what your thoughts are because I feel like as you as you've already you've already hinted at, you don't think that's really going to be a factor here this week.
1: No, and you know the the Redskin game was more had more of that involved because you know they we were traveling over there we were traveling a longer distance the elements came into the into the fold and really threw out the playbook so we couldn't do the things that we had already planned and scripted to do Kyle Shanahan admitted that in the post game press conference you know so we know that things changed dramatically in, in that game and really and that actually helped that greatly helped the redskins and conversely it helped us too cuz it's like now you're just you're pretty much just focusing on the run we just have to stop the run okay great let's stop the run and you know then in the second half is when things really started to open up for our offense and we were able to pull away with any points any amount of points uh, would have would have been sufficient that game so this game does not quite have that the only thing though is that it's a short turnaround but to be fair, the Cardinals have an equal amount of time to work with as we do. So if they, you, know, if they didn't have that, then, you know you could, I'd say they, they have about two quarters of competitive fight in them. But in this case, I don't see that at all. I, 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 to me, this, is, this will probably be another blowout. That's what I'm anticipating it might the only thing that might keep it at a low scoring game is the fact that it is a Thursday night game on a short turnaround that's the only thing i can think of that might lead this game to be short because you know they're they're they they have less time to recover so they're they're they have to i you know they might be a little sluggish on thursday night and what that might equate to in terms of you know, yielded yardage and yielded points might be affected, but to what degree, I just don't know. The only thing that gives Arizona a chance, if, if at all, to me, is Kyler Murray's ability to run. He's very elusive, and he likes to keep plays going with his feet, but he's not so much like Colin Kaepernick or Lamar Jackson, that when the, when the pocket breaks down and he has to start using his feet, to keep the play going he doesn't necessarily always opt for the scramble he's more like a russell wilson in this regard where he likes to actually keep his eyes downfield and try to make passes the point is he's about to go up against a pass rush that is far better than the pass rush he dealt with in new orleans you know these guys have these guys are a bad team but they're not a bottom feeding terrible team they're 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 like one tier above because they did beat the New York Giants. They did beat the Atlanta Falcons and they did beat the Cincinnati Bengals. But all three of those teams are bottom of the bottom. Cincinnati has yet to win this year. Atlanta has won one game. And I don't know what the Giants record is. I, I think they're also have maybe just one win uh, on their record. But either way, these are teams that are really, really, really actually New York Giants have won two games. So, this is this is a team that's good enough to beat the worst of the worst in the league, but against the best of the best, they have gotten beaten by one or two possessions. Baltimore beat them by a, a, a nearly a whole a, a possession. Carolina blew them out thirty-eight to twenty. Seattle blew them out twenty-seven to ten. Uh, New Orleans beat them out, blew them out 31-9. to Detroit tied with them 27-27. But Detroit's kind of a 500 team. So, you know, they're inconsistent. Their offense is there, the defense not so much. So with this game, I really think, even though the Niners are going to be sluggish, I expect them to come out and to keep the ball rolling. They've proven this year that if there's one thing that they are consistently good at doing, it's destroying teams that are under 500 and this team is it's probably going to be again you're going to have one quarter of competitiveness Kyle Kyler Murray the the one thing I am curious about seeing is how do the Niners respond defensively to a mobile quarterback like Kyler Murray because his movement in the pocket is very off script it's not it's not you know that they're I don't think that I haven't watched a lot of Cardinals film, but there isn't a whole lot of from what I've from the little I have seen. I didn't see a whole lot of RPO coming out of them. I don't think it's really going to help them much if they try to do that. They're not an elite rushing team. They're they're uh, near the middle of the league in that category. And defensively, as you already pointed out, Rudy, this is a bottom ten defense. They're they're twenty in every category except for the run they're 25th against the run but that's just that's separated by mere yards between that them and the next best teams there's not a whole lot of you know you can obviously you know estimate that this is this is a really bad rushing team and and so on on the other side you know we have a short turnaround so i don't know if Matt Breida is going to be 100%. I know he's nurses in an ankle. He doesn't have to play today, so he's going to have today to rest and tomorrow all day to rest. He might be a game-time decision. My gut intuition is he's going to play, but even if he doesn't play, we have a really competent stable of running backs that I feel confident if any of them step in. If Jeff Wilson Jr. comes in, I feel really good about that. Raheem Mostert had a quad injury, but he should be good to go by Thursday. And Tevin Coleman absolutely decimated Carolina and has proven to be the stellar offensive weapon that i was hoping for him to be this season and so i expect him to keep pace on on what he was able to do uh, against carolina so i don't see any any weaknesses here on on the passing side emmanuel sanders should probably have two touchdowns uh, on the day against this this secondary this is a really bad secondary near the bottom of the league like i said so i expect this one to be another even-keeled game in terms of our rushes and passes. Jimmy G is not going to probably explode for 300 yards unless we do some really big bomb passing plays and start to eat them up, either in the screen game or in the long ball game. But either way, I do expect this to be a blowout, probably somewhere within the vicinity of maybe, gosh, really close to probably the New Orleans game, if I had to guess. This could very well be a back-to-back 31-9 to game. I think the first quarter will be a little tight and then the Niners are just going to pull away. That's kind of how it's been the last few games where the, the, these teams hang in for about a quarter and then after that it just kind of slips away and the Niners run away with it. And the Niners ran away with it in the second quarter against Carolina and there was only one quarter of competitive football there so this is going to be a similar thing. I think that both teams are going to start off sluggish given the nature of the scheduling but ultimately I believe in the coaches on our side and their ability to game plan. We all know that the coaches all slept in the facility overnight to put in extra time to cram the game plan in there. The only thing they're not gonna get this week is the A, extra resh, and the B, uh, the extra reps in practice. That's the only two things that they're not gonna get this week. Other than that, everything else that has been part of the winning formula is gonna be there. So I I expect this to be a win, us to improve to 8-0.
0: I do think so as well, I think this is I think this is definitely a i think that i think we continue our win streak. I just have to do my weekly pessimistic this is how we lose you know speech, which I feel like I've done every week the entire season. <laughs> I don't know if there's a game I haven't done it yet, but i I do believe we win. I do believe that this the, the 49ers continue their winning ways. They, they just have to stay focused. Just division games are so wonky, and the division games, even some of the Patriots division games this year have been pretty wonky. So they just have to stay. All I'm saying is stay focused, fam. That's all. But the great part is, is that this team is really disciplined. You know, it's kind of yes-and what you've been saying. They're, they're very disciplined. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan has has a system that is firmly in place now and it's in its third year. And we're really seeing the fruit of this system start to blossom. And the team has really bought in to what this coaching staff is doing. And there's absolutely no question about it. This is a well-oiled machine that has bought in. And Shanahan, he is so disciplined, he refuses to allow... You know, looking ahead to Seattle or any anything like that, this is a team whose number one priority and focus is going to be Arizona, and I believe they will go in and execute. It says uh, the the spread right now, as of today, you're looking at is ten points. Raymond, what do you think the score is going to be? Who, how much do the 49ers win by? To me, I think this is going to be,
1: I think it's going to be exact duplicate of last week for Arizona. This is going to be thirty one to nine.
0: 31 to 9 again. Ooh. Tough in Arizona. I would I would say hmm, yeah, their defense is really bad. I'm going to say the I'm going to say that f- the 49ers put them away fairly early. Arizona it, it, the, like you said it starts out looking pretty tight maybe we're seven and seven in the first quarter seven and three in favor of the 49ers and then we just pull away. I'm gonna say though they're gonna make a they're gonna they're, they'll make one more'll they'll, they'll score another t- one more time in the fourth garbage some garbage time points the final score 26 17 so maybe maybe we maybe we don't quite hit the spread. Um, or maybe even thirty-one seventeen. You know, I, I, either way, that's I'm saying it's going to hover around there. You get some garbage time points that might make the game look a little bit closer than it actually was.
1: Yeah, and Jimmy G will probably throw a pick to Patrick Peterson.
0: Well, that and that's, but you know, that's that's uh, that's classic Jimmy G. That's what he does. It, it's it's his sacrifice to the football gods for such a great great season. He must throw the one pick. Because the the football yeah, gods demanded.
1: Yeah, that that was the prayer. That they said, like, "Do you want to be undefeated through eight games? Yes, okay, but it's going to come at a price—a price of your stats. One pick <laughs> a game, you must pay to all of us, and 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 so be it. Will you be will will undefeated? Will you be?
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. I said all right. All right. We have some, we have some, we have some comments. We wanted to go to on the last episode. We 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 talked. First of all, thank you to everybody. If you're not already subscribed to us on YouTube, you should subscribe to us on YouTube. Mainly for the number one reason, you should is so that you can leave a comment. We love to hear from you guys. We really do. So if you're not already subscribed, because we know you're not, our numbers on our analytics for the for our like podcast stuff is crazy and so our youtube our youtube needs a little bit of a bo- boast but mostly that is really where our mailbag comes from it truly does come from there so this week we asked is nick bosa on pace to have the best rookie season of any 49ers first round draft pick and then which 49ers first round draft pick has had the best rookie season ever our boy niner by Na- niner by nature 88 Said Bosa is on pace to literally be the defensive MVP of the year. And then our boy Saddlebag said, There's a good chance. Then our boy John Niner8, we love John Niner8. John Niner8, what's up, brother? He, he's, been, he's been a devout member of the Gold Cast for a very, very long time, many, many years, always contributes. And we love the Michael Myers mask avatar, as Raymond and I are huge Halloween fans. So our boy John Niner 8 says, I believe in Jimmy. He's going to be ready for the playoffs. Plenty of football in the season, but media hate. 49ers' only weakness in people is Jimmy G's. Eyes is Jimmy G's, but he is not a weakness. Saddlebag comes back. Goldcast him. We said he's the most efficient QB on passing third downs. He's yet to miss a pass with Kittle on third down. I didn't know that, Ray.
1: he's He's 18 for 18 on passing third downs with George Kittle alone. In the NFL... He leads the league on third down efficient on passing third down efficiency. Now he's up to 2 to 52%. So he's converting more than half, just more than half of his third down third down passing situation plays.
0: That's right. And on top of that, Ray, it's funny you say it's funny you say that. Remember we were talking about we we're talking we we're kind of comparing this to the Harbaugh team and we said the offenses were the defenses were pretty comparable. The offenses we never fully trusted Greg Roman. And one of the things we talked about was Alex Smith's inability to convert on third down. It haunted He's him. It's horrible on horrible. Third down. And Jimmy G is literally the opposite. Literally the opposite. Uh, so John Niner said Jerry Rice was the 16th pick of the first round and he's right. But, uh, but John Niner, he didn't really break out till that second year, which actually I see Raymond that you actually had said that to me. He didn't really break out till his second year. So I don't think Jerry Rice will be in our, who had, who had the, who is the, who had the best rookie campaign. I don't know if he qualifies Ray. What do you think?
1: Um, no, I, cause I don't think Jerry wasn't noticed until year two.
0: Yeah, I agree. He had drops.
1: He had a lot of drops in his first year.
0: Also, I noticed Niner by Nature, 88. I mean, he
1: he did amass 927 yards and three touchdowns, but the very next season, he amassed over 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. So clearly, 1986 was his breakout year.
0: That's insane. Those numbers are 1,500 and... Fifteen touch that, that's a touchdown a game a touchdown every thousand yards that's ridiculous. All right, yeah, he had twenty two touchdowns the very next year. Oh my
1: god, <laughs> his numbers are insane. If you go to uh, Pro Football Reference, his numbers are absolutely insane. They these are not these numbers exist in today's era, but he did it in in the eighties and nineties.
0: Yeah, when they weren't up, up passing until like the two
1: thousands. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, uh,
0: Niner by nature eighty eight. Uh, also has joined the bandwagon. He said he said, "Great podcast fam, let's go 16 and0. Why not us? Why not us? I love that I, I, that's the question, right? Why not us? Why not us? hashtag brick, by brick. There's a
1: good There's a good chance. There's a really good chance that we win majority of the games remaining on our schedule. and to me, I think we're somewhere between perhaps that historic undefeated record and like 13 and 3 were somewhere between that and 13 and three which is which is way was far better than my 10 and 6 prediction
0: i love it i still love it really 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 well done anyways thank you guys we will continue because you guys have been so aggressive we're going to continue uh um and talking to you guys via the, the, po- the podcast comments because the comments are great. And we've, been, we've had a lot of great ones, Ray. Have you noticed, man? Of course, when the 49ers are good, the, the, our, our comment section gets crazy.
1: Yeah, and so you guys haven't, from the moment this is published, until kickoff tomorrow to give us your take on the Cardinals-49ers game. What will the final score be? What will some interesting individual stats, if, if you want to go that route, you know what will that be? Let us know in the comments section because we certainly want to talk about it post game in our very next episode, which will also be you know rather rather soon this week, rather than usually like Mondays is when our post game comes out. But this week it looks like it'll be much sooner since our game is tomorrow.
0: Yeah, the game is tomorrow, but Halloween is tomorrow, so it might be might be a little tricky. But I would I would venture to say, Raymond, it will it would. Our podcast will be available, I would say, probably at the latest. The latest, I would say, would be Sunday night versus Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Raymond, any final thoughts? Just that
1: uh, we're going to be... I'm pretty confident that we're going to be 8-0 after this week. And even though there are some trap game implications, the same handicaps have been placed on the shittier team that we're going to be playing. So I think we should all feel pretty good about uh, our chances tomorrow.
0: I'm really excited. I would say my final thought is, even though the 49ers are playing on Thursday and I hate Thursday, I think it's super cool they're playing on Halloween. I think it's super cool that this is the – that the turnaround is so fast and we get to see the 49ers so fast because it just – they're they're really – really fun to watch. And in reference to your last our comments last on the last episode when we were in reference to you discussing talking about are the 49ers uh about the the, the doubters and, and people really doubting us I will say in general overall the pundits this week this was the week that really made everyone go you've that they, they are they're really doing something special in San Francisco and I think that's I'm I'm pretty excited. There were still doubters, there's still got you know, you're always going to have your haters and your doubters, but in general the 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 response of the 49ers has been overwhelmingly positive, but I like the hate. Keep the hate going. Keep calling us pretenders. Keep doubting us. It fuels the fire. Feels good. It feels good when they doubt us. It annoys me and angers me in a good way. Yes,
1: I love the, I like I like being the underdog.
0: Me too. Me too. The, all,
1: all those stories, uh, those movies and TV shows, people love a good under, underdog story. So, you know, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a more interesting story than the team that we all expect to win wins it anyways.
0: 100%. So concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the Voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Sleese III, and with me is my brother, my co-host...
1: Raymond the first, baby.
0: Boom. We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. Have a happy and safe Halloween, and hopefully we are celebrating 8-0. I'm pretty sure we will be. Let's go. This is, is the Goldcast.